What is up, my fellow Lightwalkers? Welcome to another episode of Inflow. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the topic of owning your energy and owning your day as a subsequent result of doing so. So without further ado, we're going to hop into it. It's going to be a great episode. So here we go. Alrighty, you guys, uh, welcome to another episode. Today is Monday, January 25th, 2021. This month has gone by incredibly fast, honestly, um, as opposed to last year. I feel like the months just dragged on and on and on, but this year it really feels like things are picking up in regards to the pace in which we're living our lives. And it's been interesting to watch everything kind of unfold and, and kind of see how things are seeming to go back to normal, but we'll see how it all plays out. I still think we got a good ways to go before we're back to any sense of normalcy in our day-to-day lives in regards to what it was like before, but the future is bright without a doubt. So thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. On this episode today, we're going to be talking about what it means to own your energy and how that translates into owning your days and kind of my experience with what I've learn from not owning my energy and what that's led to in regards to outcomes in my life and how I feel internally and a bunch of other things. But on top of that as well, things that I've done to start owning my energy on a day in and day out basis, whether that be setting boundaries with people or spending time with new people or using a planner, all these different things that I do now to really stay within myself throughout the day. Because for a long time, I definitely struggled with staying inside of myself and what I mean by that is I would get so caught up in the things that were going on around me. I would get so caught up in external circumstances that I I would allow it to take control of my day and control my actions and control my attitude and my emotions. And it was leading down a path of, you know, things not going the way that I desired or things not going as well as they could have because of the fact that I wasn't staying centered within and staying centered within requires a level of awareness that, A lot of people don't have because it takes time, it takes effort, it takes practice, it takes repetition to get to that point. Um, I've been meditating for a couple of years now and I really am starting to see like huge benefits in regards to the way that I stay centered in myself, the way I'm non-reactionary to the things that are going on around me and just, you know, maintaining that level status quo. And I was reading a quote for or a piece of a book uh, called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And he talks about the importance of observing silence and dedicating a part of your day to being silent, um, whether that's through meditation or just, you know, not talking for an hour or two in the morning when you first get up really observing that silence because the silence is what connects us to the ether. It's what connects us to source energy uh, when we're able to quiet our mind and make it still. And in the book, he talks about a specific analogy that really stuck with me. And he said, imagine that your mind is like a still pond. There's no ripples, no waves, nothing. And you go to skip a rock across it. Every time you do that in that silence, you create um, an intention as so as you skip that rock and it just keeps skipping on and on and on that's an intention so that small thing can really make a big difference in the way that your day-to-day outcomes 
come out for you because you're setting those intentions in that silence and in that stillness. And think of it like this. If you're in the middle of the ocean and it's a huge storm, you could drop the Empire State Building in that thing and you wouldn't even notice a difference because of how turbulent it is. So in regards to like your mind, you got to think of it from that perspective in regards to your if your internal world is chaotic and turbulent, you can set all the intentions that you want for yourself. You can set all these goals and dreams for yourself. And it's going to be really hard to accomplish those because your mind has to be still in a place of receivership and connection to source or whatever you believe in that allows you to be able to firmly plant those seeds. So then that way you can nourish them and water them and the universe can actually, you know, receive what it is that you're intending to do. So it really comes down to creating that stillness. So step number one in regards to gaining and owning your own energy in your day is creating a level of stillness within yourself. And the ways that I've been able to do that or have gotten better at it over the years, because I'm, I'm far from perfect, you know, because this whole life thing is just a constant evolution of progression and growth. But as I sit right now on this podcast, the things that I've done that have, I've been really successful with that's made a huge difference in the, in the level of stillness that I have in my life is without a doubt meditation. Meditation is for sure the thing that allows me to disconnect from my thoughts, disconnect from my body, and really just enter into this level of oneness and unity with the universe. Because, I mean, regardless of what your beliefs are, you have to realize that the, there's magic and things going on around you, that there's forces at hand that are so much greater than what we can perceive with our senses. So we have to understand that there is a level of magic and mysticism that goes on around us in our day-to-day -day life. And if you're not currently seeing that, then the world is just reflecting and the universe is reflecting your internal state. So some of my experiences have been as I've dedicated more time to the practice of stillness through meditation, through yoga, through writing in a planner every single day and getting clear on what I'm going to do every day and also using a gratitude journal, it's really allowed me to be more calm and centered within myself because I am more clear on where I'm going so it's easier to not get pulled astray by other people's energy or circumstances that happen that are out of my control necessarily. It just allows me to, you know, find that center point in myself so that in that way I can stay grounded and within myself so then that way I can go, you know, where I'm intending to go. But far too often, um, a lot of people, they struggle with, with basically not planning on where they're going or not even having a clue, they kind of hop into the river of life and just go with the flow. And then they end up in a, you know, some really steep rapids, or they end up at a waterfall that they weren't planning on getting at, but they could have totally avoided that and gone down a safer or more fulfilling, happy, you know, path if they had just, you know, made decisions earlier upstream. And I know Tony Robbins calls that the Niagara syndrome is that people just go with the flow until it's too late until some sort of crazy life altering experience happens that essentially makes it really hard to bounce back from. But the good news is, is that no matter where you're at in your personal journey, you can totally adjust course. You can totally make changes that completely allow you to alter the course of your river and the path that you take along it to get to where you ultimately want to go. So in regards to owning your energy, like ask yourself this, how many times 
a day, do you check in and say, am I owning my energy or are other people owning my energy or is a situation owning my energy? You know, ask yourself that check in with yourself. That's something that I didn't do for a long time that I've recently started doing. And it just comes down to more self-love and self-appreciation because I, I truly just want the best for myself and I want the best for everybody who listens to this. So it's really important to know that it's important that you check in with yourself on a daily basis, check in, see how you're feeling, see if you're owning your energy, see if, you know, the people that you're around are either contributing or taking away your energy, because there's a lot of people in this world who subconsciously and consciously for that matter, take energy from others, you know, whether they realize they're doing it or not. Um, it happens. There's always an energetic exchange with every single person that you interact with in your life. And it's your job to gain the awareness and gain that stillness to become the conscious viewer of your reality, which allows you to determine, Hey, is this person good for my energetic health? Is this person good for my spiritual health? And if they are, then great. Keep spending time with them, contribute to their life just as much as they contribute to yours. And you'll notice. And I think the biggest telltale sign, it's really easy. And I'm sure that every single one of you guys have felt this on some level, whether you've been aware of it or not is Take an inventory of how you're feeling before you visit with someone and then take an inventory of how you feel after. Check in with yourself and ask, like, do I feel better that I had an interaction with this person? Do I feel more uplifted? Do I feel more heart-centered? Am I in a better mental state than I was when I, before I met with this person? And that right there will indicate to you exactly what your relationship with that person is and accordingly if you need to set boundaries or not. And one thing that I was really poor at before, which I'm much better at now, is just setting my own boundaries and really standing in my own power and not allowing people to pull me left and right. You know, and I think that's a combination of things. One, it's more self-love. So as you increase your self-love and self-appreciation for yourself, you're going to be able to determine which situations are good for you to be spending your time in and which ones aren't. And that's completely okay to redefine the relationship that you have with someone because you owe it to yourself to give yourself the best shot to own every ounce of your energy today because you need every ounce of it to live the most fulfilling, abundant, and happy life possible. So if you need to reframe your relationships, if you need to spend more time or less time with someone, that's completely okay. You don't have to answer to anyone. You get to make that decision for yourself because it's all based on your health and mental well-being, which I think that far too often so many people struggle with poor mental health because they feel like they're getting ripped in you know, so many different directions by a spouse or family members or parents or their children and, and all these things, and they're not taking the time to check in with themselves and honor how they're feeling. So... Another big part about owning your energy is to honor how you feel, you know, honor the way that you are feeling in every single moment, you know, realizing that the only reason that people identify things as good and bad is because there's a sense of duality that doesn't need to exist anymore at this point in our human existence. So understanding that we're the ones who get to check in with ourselves, we get to honor our emotions. You know, for the longest time, being a very empathic person, it was really tough to feel emotions because I would pick up not only my emotions, but I would pick up others people's emotions, which would then translate to more of my, you know, negative emotions. It created a very negative feedback loop, which made me not want to be around people as much because of the fact that I couldn't tell what was mine and what was theirs. And it just ended up all being mine in the long run. 
But one thing I've learned is through a sense of stillness and a, a sense of connection with source and being more unified with the quantum field is that I can determine what's mine and what isn't mine and be less affected by it. You know, setting up those energetic boundaries with yourself, making sure that you're cutting the cords with people who, you know, energetically suck the life out of you. And, you know, it's no one's fault, really, because I think most people that do that, they don't even realize that they're doing it. They're just carrying out um, an on, a conscious or unconscious programming in your life. And at the end of the day, they're here to teach you something. And so instead of becoming affected and pulled in and pulled off of your course by somebody in the external world, become the conscious viewer of that. Observe that and say, what is this person trying to teach me? What is this person mirroring to me that I get to learn to enhance myself as an individual? And that's when the power starts happening because you become the viewer. You don't become the one that's playing the role of the unconscious person that's having their energy taken from them or vice versa. You're taking energy from others. So just know that it's really important to gain that level of awareness and for me personally, that's where meditation has been so big. You know, I've talked about this numerous times on my podcast and I will continue to talk about it numerous times on my podcast because of the fact that it is single-handedly the most important thing and most important gift that I've ever gifted to myself was the gift of silence and meditation because it's someone like me who tends to have a very overactive mind who whose mind would jump to worst case scenarios just due to you know, upbringing and or fear of loss, fear of lack, you know, it, the human mind tends to jump to the worst case scenario when in reality, 99% of the time, the worst case scenario never even happens, you know? So it's reframing that it's taking back your energy because you think of it like that when you're expending your energy on a day in and day out basis on things that drain you, things that make you tired, people that make you tired, situations that you don't love, like your a job that you hate or, you know, a commitment that you don't want to upkeep anymore, you know, that, that pulls away from your energy. You're no longer owning your energy. You're no longer owning your day. And coming from someone who has lost a lot of days by not owning his energy, this is something that is so pivotal and so crucial for you as a listener to really start taking control of this, owning your energy. Okay. So let's talk about a way that we can own our energy every single day. So on a day in and day out basis, we can generally speaking, we can control the first hour of our day and the last hour of our day, probably the best, um, just because we're able to, you know, we can wake up earlier, we can really prime ourselves for the day. So one thing that's really big for me is I do what's called priming. I prime myself and try to get myself, not even try to, I do, I get myself into a state that is conducive for me to own my energy, to own my day and to own my attitude and actions. So then that way I can execute at the highest level possible with whatever it is I need to be doing, whether that's being a good spouse, whether that's being a good parent, whether that's being a good businessman, whether that's being a good employee or a student or a teacher or a good podcast host. Like I prime myself for that success. I envision that success happening before I actually do it. So then that way, when I arrive at the moment, it's already happened in my mind. You know, the mind cannot differentiate the difference between an external experience and an internal experience. So using your imagination and priming yourself for what a perfect day would look like, what would that look like if your energy was all your own and you're able to really dedicate it and use laser focus onto the things that you're passionate about and the things that light you up on a day in and day out basis. What would that feel like? You know what I mean? So 
really focus on that. You know, so what I do for my priming is I wake up in the morning, I get a glass of water, obviously. And then I take all my supplements that I, you know, take for that particular month. And then I hop into meditation practice. Um, generally speaking, some mornings it's not very long. Some mornings it's like 10, 15 minutes. Some, some of the other mornings I'm a little bit like more of a slow starter for the day. And it is, you know, 30, 45 minutes, you know, I don't really put time parameters. I give myself about an hour to prep myself for the day to observe that silence. Um, just because observing silence is so powerful because when you're just observing silence and you're not thinking you are more connected to source, you're more connected to everything around you, you're more connected to your internal well-being. So I really focus on that. Some things I like to do. I like to listen to binaural beats. Um, currently, I'm listening to the 963 frequency. Um, I got a, a DNA scan done, and the DNA machine can tell us what healing frequencies are most advantageous for our healing. So I take that stuff pretty seriously and started using that. And I've noticed quite a bit of improvement in regards to my throat chakra and my third eye chakra, which is what they're, what that one's intended to basically open up. So I've noticed some good improvements with that. I use, um, brain FM. That's another good one. It's like six bucks a month. So if you don't really know where to start with your meditation practice, that's a good place to start. It's like $6 a month. There's guided meditations, unguided meditations, all kinds of good resources on there for you to really start diving into that. Um, I listen to Joe Dispenza meditations. He has a really good walking meditation, which I've been dabbling in lately. And then also I listen to, uh, the main one is James Monroe with the Monroe Institute. Um, I've seen a bunch of synchronicities in my life with the Monroe Institute. And I'm actually excited to attend the actual Institute when we're able to, once things open back up is one of the top things that I plan on doing for myself, just because I'm at this threshold where I know that there's an even greater possibility for my meditation practice, but I may need some assistance in getting to that level. And that's the big thing too about owning your energy is admitting that you don't need to have everything figured out. And one thing that really took a lot of energy for me is like a lot of forward projecting of trying to control the future, trying to control these outcomes that are so far away that I was so zoomed out on my life that I wasn't taking the necessary steps and actions to own the energy that I had today to be able to bridge the gap between where I'm at now and where I'm going to be. So that's another big thing in owning your energy is just realizing that all you have is today. You just get to get through today. You get to do your very best today. You get to do everything that you need that you know you need to do today. And it's amazing. Generally speaking, the reason that a lot of people feel like a lot of depression or anxiety is because they're do they're doing or not doing the things that they know that they should or shouldn't be doing. Um, they're not, they're not meeting their needs and values through the things that they do on a day in and day out basis. Um, and so when we start focusing on our needs and values and what's important to us and what needs we need to do to be able to bridge that gap, to give us those values that we want to have, that is what allows us to start energetically feeling more free feeling more energetically abundant, having overfilling energy that we can give to others. Another thing in my, my journey, you know, here on earth is that, I realized that I was always trying to fill everyone else's cups because I'm a huge lover. I love people. I love giving and I love doing for others. That's what makes me the most happy. That's what makes me feel the most fulfilled is doing things for others, things like podcasting and my business and insurance, all these things that I do, you know, I realize I'm more happy when I'm doing things for others, but 
without with the lack of awareness that I had when I was younger, which is to be expected, you know, as we develop as humans, you know, we gain more awareness, we get more reps in life and we become a lot more, become a lot more attuned to what makes us feel good and doesn't and not feel good. So I realized that basically the big thing for us is that we need to focus on filling up our own cups and we need to focus on filling up our own cup and checking in with ourselves and making sure that our cup is staying full. And then everyone else gets the overflow. Everyone else gets the excess, which is so opposite of what we've been taught. We were taught that it was noble to self-sacrifice ourselves to the point where there was nothing left, you know, that being a giver was the best thing to do, but it had to be on that accord. The best givers in the world are the ones who have so much in excess because they're so fulfilled internally. They're so, you know, overflowing to the brim with this amazing light energy that they have so much to give and it doesn't come at a cost to them. And I mean, I I would confidently say that every single one of us at some point in our life has been in a position where we've given more than we've had like able to give. And that essentially has led to us having issues in regards to energy and burnout and depression or anxiety. Like generally speaking, when you're having an emotion, like you should tap into that emotion. If you're feeling tired and drained, then honor that, honor your body, honor the rest that it needs. So then that way you don't keep going down this perpetual spiral of burnout and fatigue and exhaustion. Um, I think a true skill and an art in this lifetime is to be so intuitive with your body and what it needs to be able to function at its top, like highest level. And so many of us just ignore it because we have these overwhelming burdens or we're stressed out or the way that the system's created is meant to, is designed to make humans live in this state of fear and, and depression and anxiety. So they get overtaken by their external world and don't honor themselves internally to allow themselves to make sure that they're good, you know? And I think one of the biggest learning lessons that I've had in regards to like owning my energy is I was reading a, I think I was reading a book. I can't remember where it came from exactly, but this book, it was actually an audio book. It was asked and it is given now that I remember. And it asked if no one was around you and it was just you and there was nothing, nothing in your existence that you could actually perceive and sense. You couldn't see anything. There was no other humans on this planet. Would you be okay? Would you be content with yourself internally? And that like really dawned upon me. I was like, if there was no one around, if I didn't have money, if I didn't have the material things that I have, if I didn't have family and it was just me and that's all I had, would we be content? Would I be content with that? Would I be happy with that? And that really like propelled me forward down this like deeper, even deeper journey of self-discovery because at the end of the day, it comes down to really knowing yourself and mastering yourself and understanding yourself on such a deep, intimate level, because no matter what happens in your external world, once you have that sense of peace and calmness and serenity about yourself and that stillness internally, that can never be taken away from you. You can never lose that. It's a skill that you gain that stays with you through and throughout your life. And it starts applying and reflecting in your external world, which is where the magic starts to happen because the external world is just a reflection of your internal world. So I've noticed that as I've owned my, my own energy, you know, that I've taken more 
accountability and my actions and my routine and my day-to-day, you know, things that I do, I start noticing that things start following more suit in my day-to-day life. Things are more smooth, more opportunities start showing up, more abundance starts showing up, better relationships, better interactions with other humans start to happen on a day in and day out basis. And then you start getting that positive feedback loop where you're like, okay, cool. So I'm living in this higher state of awareness. I'm living in this higher state of consciousness where I'm vibrating at a higher frequency and the universe is reflecting that back to me. Therefore, I'm going to keep doing it, you know, because a lot of people talk about negative feedback loops where it's like, you know, stimulus and response and it's negative and it just keeps feeding it such as like alcoholism or drug abuse or any sort of addiction. It's like this negative feedback loop that keeps happening over and over again. And it makes it really hard to get out of it. But on the flip side, there is a positive feedback loop that can happen as well. You know, when you give, when you, you know, spend time with people, when you give your best energy to people or to situations and it reflects itself back to you, that's a positive feedback loop. It keeps encouraging you to do that because you focus on how you feel. So one thing that I would do or didn't do when I was, when I was younger is I would do all these things right, but I wouldn't give myself credit for it because it wasn't where I thought I should have been at that particular juncture in my life. I was like, Oh, I'm playing catch up. Like you can't celebrate or commend yourself until you do the things that you thought you needed to do by this point in your journey. And it robbed a lot of fulfillment, a lot robbed a lot of joy from my life. And so it, it sent me towards this like negative feedback loop of, I was doing all these things right, but at the same time, I wasn't commending myself and honoring the way that I felt and giving myself you know, praise where it was due, which was causing me to feel more drained because I just felt like I kept getting further and further away. And I was just playing catch up the whole time, which led to burnout leads out, leads to exhaustion. It leads to pressing. It leads to making poor decisions in your day-to-day life. And the difference now in owning my energy, and this is something that you should do for yourself as well, is when you do something right, when you have a success, when you have an achievement, no matter how big or how small, you should commend that and you should focus on how you feel. If you feel accomplished, you should feel that emotion and hold it for as long as possible. So then that way you're reprogramming your body because essentially, you know, if you've lived in like this negative feedback loop or a place of low energy or low frequency your whole life, your body's used to vibrating on that level. So essentially we have to gain stillness on our mind. We have to be able to gain the sense of tranquility. So then that way we can reprogram our body towards a greater reality for ourselves, And that's, you know, stuff that Joe Dispenza talks about on a much deeper level. But my understanding of it is as we gain control of our mind and our, our energy, we're able to basically reprogram the conditioning of our body. Um, the reason that I know this is because for a while, my mind would know what I needed to do, but my body was almost carrying out like this program of doing the same things day in and day out that were, you know, subpar for where I was heading. It was like, I got the, it's like, I got the, the software download mentally, but the hardware was outdated. So I started realizing that I needed to use my, my stillness to make conscious decisions that were better for my life on a day in and day out basis. Therefore, it reprograms the body towards a greater future. Uh, It becomes a lot easier to want to exercise. It becomes a lot easier to want to go out and provide a lot of service for people. It becomes a lot easier to go out and socialize and make new relationships and connect with people on a deeper level. It becomes easier because your body's more conditioned to that as opposed to what it's been conditioned to in the past. So, and and the big thing is, is also just like realizing that it takes time, right? You've been running it potentially, you know, I'm 26. So like running a programming, 
you know, from, I would say the age of eight to 25, you know, 24 ish, you know, when I really started diving into my spirituality. So it takes time to kind of break down that paradigm that you're living in and realize that the paradigm that you could be living in is so much greater than that. And then consciously grabbing a hold of your mind, practicing and implementing stillness and organization and, uh, interweaving your spirituality throughout your life which then leads to you being able to reprogram your body towards a greater possibility for yourself. So it becomes much easier to, you know, go into the unknown. It becomes so much easier to take that risk, that calculated risk that would allow you to propel yourself forward in your business or your relationship or what have you. It becomes a lot easier to do those things because you're becoming defined by a vision of your future rather than living a programming of your past, which is such a powerful thing. So at the end of the day, like, owning your energy makes life so much easier to do. You know, it's like, it's like trying to like drive a car, an electric car, you know, all the way to a destination that's 500 miles away, but you've only got 250 miles in battery and you know, you're not going to make it because you're just working on half capacity. So the big thing is, is like refill your, refill yourself, give yourself that extra sleep, go ahead and spend that time meditating, you know, be unapologetic in your self-study and your self-development because most people aren't doing that in this world. And, you know, we take a look around and we wonder why so many people are struggling, um, who really shouldn't be struggling. It's just that they, you know, aren't in the place to want to heal. You know, I've started to realize that, you know the big thing for me is like, I want to impact every single person on this world in a positive way. But most importantly, I want to impact the people who want to get better, you know, because I want to be better. So how do I attract more of these people into my life? How do I attract more of these people into my experience? How do I attract more of these people to my podcast and and the messaging that I want to share, you know, through my voice. And it's by being one of those people because people that are like-minded attract each other. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would take that as an indication that it seems like you're one of these people who wants to get better. And if you're in a place where you're like, I just want to be better, but I don't know how. A big thing that I've really been focusing on lately that's been a big game changer that's helped me ease a lot of anxiety uh, personally in my life is understanding that I don't need to understand the how. I just need to set the intention, create stillness in myself, and then basically set out the intention that I'm going to be better. The universe is going to show you, you know, the universe is your greatest teacher because you start realizing that you are the universe. You are every single person around you. You are every single fiber of this being. And you start understanding that this thing has an an infinite intelligence that allows you to learn the things that you chose to learn when you came here. Um, I do believe personally that we come here to learn certain things and we can't remember what we came here to learn necessarily, but it's our job to uncover what it is that we're here to learn through experiences and situations that ultimately take us to that next level, that next great level of um, our enlightenment and understanding of ourselves on a deeper level. So this has been a really great episode. Um, I really have been catching a good flow with these past episodes, really starting to go deep really just starting to like let it rip honestly in regards to just speaking what feels good to me rather than trying to structure things and and have control Um, just because I do realize that a gift that I do possess is the gift of channeling and for one of you guys or for those of you who do not know what channeling is channeling is essentially universal intelligence connecting through me and using me as a vessel to share messages of love and light and positivity with others on this planet. So there's often times like in my experiences 
that I will go back and listen to my entire episode of my podcast because for the most part, I don't even remember what I say. I just kind of just go into this state, this meta state where I just, I'm not thinking, I don't, I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. I'm just going. And so oftentimes I go back and I actually listen to my own episodes because there's so much valuable information for myself in there as well. So just understand that when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm not only doing them for you, I'm also doing them for myself because there's some sort of gift that I feel like I was meant to bring here to this planet, just like every single one of you. Every single one of you have these gifts of some sort. It may not be channeling. It might be clairvoyance or clairaudience or just different modalities of healing. Some people are really gifted with their hands. Some people are really gifted with music. Some people are gifted parents. It's just like intuitive on how to be a great a great parent. Some people are just really amazing at you know their hobbies and their passions. You know we all have a special gift that we're meant to bring to this planet. And one of mine is definitely the ability to channel just because, like I said, I don't really think about what I say. I just say, I just focus on staying in my heart-centered space and just delivering the best messages on a week-in and week-out basis to you guys. So if you guys love this episode, just please be sure to leave a five-star review if you haven't already done so. It really helps out with relevancy to the podcast so people who don't know me personally can find the episodes a lot easier and benefit from the messages. And then also, um, nothing means more to me in the world than when people who listen to these episodes share them to their social medias and tag me in them just because I love seeing that people are actually benefiting from me taking this time to share these messages with people. And my hopes is that one day this podcast is going to be able to positively impact over a million people each week. So every single time you guys do something like that, it really goes a long way. And just understanding that every single, even small action leads to bigger, more momentous actions and events in our lives. So without further ado, go own your energy, check in with yourself frequently, and make sure to set those boundaries in every single area of your life that you need to, to be able to protect, grow, and enhance your energy as a human being. So without further ado, guys, hope you guys have an amazing week. Peace.